Welcome back to another episode of Between Worlds Podcast. In today's episode, we tackle esoteric knowledge and the integration of it. I've asked a friend, Ali, who I met in Arambol, Goa, India, to help navigate us through this. He has remained so dear in my life and I will hold them until the day I die and for the remainder of time. I cannot wait for you to meet him. This evening, I have over the phone a very, very special human being. He is an alchemical servant to the creator that radiates knowledge in all realms. I know him and he is known by Ali Path Walker, which makes a really cool stage name. Um, thanks for joining me in such a late notice. Welcome. Thank you for having me. This is my first talk show on <laughs> the media. That's weird for me. <laughs> Normally I do face to face to my people and uh, yeah, I'm I grateful would... for this opportunity. So I want to add that here i won't censor you um so please speak as provocative eccentric and abstract as you'd like so um today ali will brief us on who he is how he is his interests and so much more then i will get gritty with my questions but before uh we get into Ali's life. I'm gonna get you with some starter questions, if that's okay. Please go ahead. Perfect. Do you think that you are a common person? Yes, but very gifted. I'm very lucky to have this beautiful opportunity to dig deeper and make the choices. But when it comes to this avatar, I am a very common person, but with uncommon topics. I cannot open up to anyone unless they have the common interest. Mm, I love that answer. Thank you. Wow. What was your last epiphany? Your last aha moment? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. In India, Uh when I connected and I saw a vision under the tree, that was like, wow, shamanic. I understood like what this great old school shamanic life is. As a conservative or Sufi Arabic, I never knew that these trees are alive and I can really just connect with them. And they took me to a journey. And that was, wow, the aha. After that, uh, some animal spirits and some connected with more uh, nature. So it was in India. Yes. That's beautiful. It sounds like you were sitting under the Bodhi tree, but I know you weren't. <laughs> it was it was actually, yes, it was a bunion tree in Arambol, Goa. Oh, wow. Um, were you on anything or was this just your state of consciousness? Um, at that night, no, nothing. No. Just breathing and I did my ceremony. Basically, this is for all of you how to connect with a tree. I put water in my right hand and water on my left hand. And I just lay down and I put these two hands on the roots and I became part of the tree. And then the tree took me to the roots, deep, deep into the planet and Sophia, Gaia. And that was a 
fantastic moment. Would you say that you were in maybe like the theta state wave in a trance, maybe asleep, or were you like in deep meditation? Fantastic question. Theta wave and alpha, beta, beta. It was actually a static dance. There's a DJ and people dancing. And I thought like, let me try this beautiful tree for a minute and I just connected. So while I'm connecting and seeing the vision, there's a beautiful DJ and music and people dancing. So I'm totally awake, but I saw the vision in my third eye and I'm between two worlds. We, in, us, in Islam, Sufism, we call it barzakh. It means the astral world. So mm. my physical is here. You can see me laying down the tree, but my, I'm in the astral plane. I'm connected with the spirit of the planet. That was a fantastic bridge between two worlds. I was totally awake, but in a trance. Mm. I love that you said between worlds because that's what the podcast is called and everything is just aligning mm. for the for this moment. <laughs> thanks. Welcome to Synchronicity. That's yeah. Amazing. Wow. Um, thanks for sharing that. Can you tell everyone where you're located right now? Okay. Um, I'm back home. I've been here now for three weeks. I'm in Kuwait between Iraq and Saudi Arabia, which is a Babylonian um, history. That's my roots. I'm born here. But my mother is Persian from Iran and my father is from Iraq. So um, after two years in India, now I'm in Kuwait. Okay. How has the little boy, Ali, that you were once mm. before grown to be this dynamic man I know now? Very, very interesting question. It's very deep. <laughs> it will take a few minutes. Give me some time. This is the question that is giving you the chance to talk about who, what am I? Yes. Uh, I never knew after researching spirituality and psychology and mysticism that you will never become anything unless you deal with your inner child. And mm -hmm. I, I never knew that I had issues until my mother died three years ago and all this uh, emotion came out and I did access bar therapy, which is self-hypnosis uh, state. And I discovered that that little boy, five years old, this avatar had mistrust his mother because she left me with people and I had this trauma, not trusting women or not falling in love or not getting married, which is, I didn't know I had beautiful relationships, but always fearing commitments. And I was trying to understand my inner anger and my inner fear. So me as a spirit, I'm the driver, but the car, the avatar, unfortunately is from a Ferrari like Michael Schumacher. He wants to drive a Ferrari, you get frustrated because you're driving a Volkswagen or, or a Mini or a scooter. So I had to fix the inner child. I did a lot of Carl Jung shadow work. It's a deep psychological um, healing. Um, I stopped laughing, I stopped smiling, I stopped playing, something happened to me, I was in total fear. So I had to go out and I'm now 49. 
So I remember with all these tools that I shared with people that I need to focus on myself and admit that uh, the inner child is the base of basically the tree for an alchemist or a person to evolve and thrive and have the fruits of his life, he needs to go to the roots and inner child healing is one of the most essential element in our progress and most of people they don't want to face their mother or father so i did a lot of inner child healing meditation for months and months and then self-hypnosis before i sleep i used to plug and crystal healing but the most amazing transformation in this because i had a lot of resistance from my brain it was access bar therapy you can google it and it's amazing how this technique and this tool can tap into your subconscious memory it's a, a backdoor stage to your subconscious mind it's the matrix so yes i had to deal with a lot of tools to deal with my inner child healing and find my fear and mistrust to balance the feminine and the masculine and the kundalini basically i had back pain shoulder pain so your body shows you all this pain in your body is an indication mm. or your trapped emotion energy in motion is not moving it's like a river you have to have a very nice flow and if you have any kind of blockages uh, your body starts giving you alerts the inner child after that uh, i'm 49 i feel young i feel fresh and i do a lot of physical exercises and yoga and gym to maintain this balance uh, now back to this inner child who's having fun to grow up to be a man mm. i never thought about the foundation of healing is about inner child it's very very essential because most of those great alchemists they lost their brain and they lost their mind and they died in a traumatic ways because they couldn't deal with their father and mother and they focused on knowledge too much information you become a smart devil you need to open your heart space you need to focus on your in a child it's an essential that's a long journey but thank god uh, with me admitting my issues and with me seeing the patterns and self realization i discovered that i had attitude issues and frustrations and being bored from everything it's a slip to open a new chapter in life and make decisions without getting stuck in in loops and fears and the mind games of this ego so basically the ego is the inner child and buddha used to call it the monkey mind so this monkey if it doesn't have discipline it becomes a huge gorilla and most of these people they have this marriages and problems in relationships and love and with women and men because of this issue 
they project their family issues to their partners and they regret it and they have shame and disappointments and regrets that's the inner child it's always the base of the foundation of the tree the fountain of youth that's my answer that's beautiful i think it's great that you said it's important to not rem remain in the head and go to the heart so how did you first initially find spirit within you essentially when did you wake up was it mm. before your mother's passing or was it the trauma from your mother's passing or the pain from your mother's passing actually the inner child and the mother is the last stage it happened three years ago my spiritual journey started in the year november 2000 22 wow. years ago um okay let's start over how did i reach to london that's a very good school that's mm -hmm. uh, london is a huge country and very deep basically a born in kuwait and saddam attack and it was war i was 18 in 1990 um, I decided to go to London, run away from the Middle East and all this politics and this crazy journey. Then I had culture shock in London. Their way of life, the food, the people. So from a normal person, just studying and falling in love. And then another phase, I start to work with royal families and driving past cars and clubbing and living my life to getting bored of all of this and lost my money, lost my company. And so the year 1999, it was my very deep down depression. And um, one day, one of these guys saw me and he said, where is your smile? What's happening? I told him I, I lost my money, I lost life, I don't have hope, I'm just bored, and I have to start all over again. He said, why don't you read about Imam Ali? Your name is Ali and you don't know anything about Ali. He's the avatar. It's like Vishnu or Poseidon or one mm. of these great characters. Babaji, uh, yeah. Yeah, Imam Ali was like the spiritual warrior. I was like, okay, give me the book. That book started a, a different perspective in life. I learned three things from this great man. You can check his quotations and his sayings. Just what Imam Ali is saying, unbelievable, fantastic, uh, wise man. And basically, I learned three things. Ethics, morals, and principles. Mm. How to be a spiritual warrior. Uh, in 1999, I start to feel I need to focus on myself. I'm just focusing on money and work and being successful. I will lose again and again unless I fix my character and become a, a warrior and a human being with ethics and morals and principles. In one night, it's very important because astrology is fantastic divine timing. In one night before Ramadan, I was speaking about politics with my friends and religion, and I told them, this is all human 
design and politics and all this government playing with our emotions. There's no difference between Muhammad and Jesus Christ and Moses. It's all beautiful, beautiful prophets came with beautiful messages. Be human, don't kill, don't lie, don't do the wrong things. While I'm getting emotional and excited and I'm explaining to them about this great books and humanity and how to be balanced, my heart chakra exploded and I start crying like a baby in front of my friends. That was the biggest shock. Alibaba, my nickname at that time. <laughs> Perfect. The, 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 the wild guy with Ferraris and cool real estate manager and Londoner and bikes and clapping and what? Why are you crying? We're just talking about religion and I said, I'm crying because we missed the message. I don't know what happened to humanity. Something is wrong. Basically, now I know what is it. It's called spiritual initiation. You have a divine spark and, and, and you, saw, you see life from a different perspective. You don't imagine what happened to me for four nights I wake up crying regretting my life and all these silly things I did and it was tears of joy that mm. something is waiting for me I feel lucky and blessed I don't need any guru to initiate me I'm already feeling this joy but I'm confused what is it what is it? Is it genies, some, some demons inside me, or is it a spirit, or just um, emotional joy? Uh, I had a dinner with lots of friends, and one of these girls, she said, I did a fantastic Reiki session today. I feel energy in my hands and my feet, and, and something inside me told me, this is it. This is what I feel. My body's changing. There's energy. And I said, what do you mean? What's Reiki? He said, energy field, magnetic field. I have no idea. I went to the bookstore. That was my first book. It's about David Icke, mm. talking about the energy fields and reptilian minds and fear and wow. Then when I start after many years, I studied Sufism and I discover, this is very important for all of you, that Saturn is called 28 to 2930 Saturn cycle. Saturn is the judgment planet and it's smack you to wake you up. So you have a crisis between 28 and 30 years old when you reach to this level, if you're lucky i'm 29 <laughs> yeah exactly corona was a very good shock for a lot of people i can i can concur <laughs> exactly you can google it it's fantastic mm -hmm. uh, divine clock astrology these planets are huge clocks and and when it comes to your birthday from 28 to 30 those two years 
you have a huge transformation. Something happens either with marriage or divorce or spiritual, or whatever. It's, it's a turning point. So from 28, um, I started this spiritual journey. I started with Reiki, then slowly, slowly, then Qigong, trying to understand the elements, then alchemy, trying to understand the deeper meaning of the like Harry Potter, the Philosopher's Stone. How can you become a wizard, a, 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 a man with energy, and you can heal yourself and become a, a shamanic doctor, and just have joy and wise wisdom. And Sufism, I had to find it in Islam, then Kabbalah in Christianity and Judaism. After that, Hinduism and Buddha is like, wow, these guys have common knowledge, which is esoteric knowledge. Mm. So it took me 22 years to reach today. And after getting all this research for 22 years, the last chapter was me, the inner child. Too much information, it's time for transformation. Mm. That's the journey. Wow. In a, in a nutshell, but we can go through all these stuff slowly, slowly. I have, I have all the questions for you. Um, what kept you attracted to esotericism, like the inner knowing? What kept you not from falling back asleep? The rabbit hole. I'm so curious as a little boy. I am so curious. Because I remember my, my grandmother, she used to be a crystal healer. And she had these beautiful green eyes, ginger hair. She's from northern Iraq. And my father used to give her a ring or, or a stone. And he told her, can I make a ring from this stone? Do you think this stone is good to make a ring? And she used to have this nice, lovely ego. She used to be very strong, tall fantastic avatar, very big goddess with lots of tattoos. She's, she's shamanic from northern Iraq. And she said, okay, give it to me. She put it under her pillow. She, I, I'm, I'm looking at her like, wow, what's, what's my grandmother's doing? And she wakes up in the morning and she said, okay, it's a good stone. You can make a ring. I saw a good vision. Or Sometimes she wake up and he gives her a crystal and she said, no, it's rubbish. Throw it in the rub and, and just don't waste your time. There's nothing. So I had it in my DNA and in my family. I thought mm -hmm. like, wow, I start being curious. But when I started to research religions, history, I started to travel the world after I got the British passport. And I worked as a real estate manager in Kuwait. I came back from London to Kuwait and the journey started from Egypt. I went to the pyramids and I did some meditation there and I felt my past life. Then I had to go to Lebanon to connect with Mary Magdalene and Jesus Christ. I felt this fantastic connection with the Christianity. Then I went to Cyprus to the 
one of these uh, Knight Templars um, locations and temples. Then I was like starting to see the other side of the world. I went to Tibet, uh, Mountain Kailash, Kailash Mountain, and I ended up in India to learn the old esoteric school. So basically, this knowledge is so deep, I became a very, very curious boy. Mm. My curiosity and the questions I had, and I'm blessed to have a good British passport and some good money as I work to travel the world and invest mm. in knowledge because of my curiosity. Yeah. It's, it's a rabbit hole. I love it. I so start it, to dig deeper. And that's essentially, to answer the question, it's your curiosity that has kept you yes. within esotericism. You have the fortune to travel, which is also another platform to stay awake when you travel. So it's like you have the this door within your consciousness that is open and it will not shut. There's no way that it'll ever shut. I get that because I have that too. This thirst for knowledge keeps you awake and sometimes way too awake. <laughs> <laughs> but you're very grounded and i appreciate that in you you're very grounded um so how do you apply all this knowledge in your everyday life mm -hmm. okay um as a manager i have in the morning i wake up at seven go to work first at work um, before I used to get frustrated from lots of emails and all this manipulation from other colleagues when it comes to sales and commission and all this manipulation. Then I started to be the observer. It's a movie and I'm not allowing these people to affect my emotion. And slowly, slowly, I start to master my inner peace and it's like a, a life meditation then when i come back home of course you take shower you relax either i go to the gym and come back or doing my research but the fantastic part is when i meet people like you and at work in other locations or shopping malls in my job or in the weekends people start to talk it's a very private so it keep me going by balancing between what i know and what do i say some people can speak about psychology only mm -hmm. some people don't believe in all this they just want to talk about religion and the end of days and jesus christ and muhammad other people are atheists we talk about energy and quantum physics and plus and minus. So applying this, I started to do hypnotherapy and crystal healing to other people for free to get mm -hmm. my knowledge. So I have a job, I have income, but as a curious person, I start to have a healing chamber and using the shamanic tools, and aromatherapy and sound healing to apply it in my daily life and i loved it because in hypnotherapy people start to remember their past life 
and I met my soul family. Your wife attracts your tribe. Mm -hmm. So I met girls who remember me and some guys who remember me from past life. It's confusing. They, they, they see visions <laughs> and dreams. So I have wives and I have kids. I met them. So it's like, wow, this is not real. It's unbelievable. <laughs> so it's, it's a journey and I apply it every day. And now I'm talking to you. This is the divine timing. It's like mm -hmm. amazing. I'm sharing it with all these beautiful people who are listening to us. That's the way I apply it. I share knowledge for free. And I learn in the process and they share with me. And I have Instagram. They connect with me. And I'm lucky that some people travel the world and come and see me for coffee and we talk. So yeah, it's an amazing journey. I love it. Yeah, it's beautiful. Just being in your energetic field kind of transfers um, the information, whether we're aware of it or not. Like, that's just kind of how it works. Um, you've kind of answered some, you're very intuitive. It's like you are two questions ahead of me. <laughs> but um, okay. so what are the advantages to possessing such knowledge compared to not being aware of it at all. I know you said earlier that once you get to the office, you don't get riled up by all the emotions and energies in there because you're aware that it's a game, but can you give some more advantages to possessing this knowledge? Um, the best part was my anger. So when I start to feel angry, you start to do the breathing while you're awake, while you're sending the email, while the manager is frustrated and shouting, you apply it to life meditation with open eyes. Life is meditation. It's a state of being, dealing with the outer challenge and maintaining the inner peace. It's amazing. Then the physical part. I had a lot of back pain and sitting for eight hours or on the chair, sending emails, or just going here and there. It's the physical part also. So the avatar gets more energetic ease and the energy flows into you. It's amazing how you benefit. And also my skin. I'm 49 and people never, never guess my, my age. It's impossible because they can't see any wrinkles. and. Basically, you look younger, you look healthier, and always smiling. And when I'm angry, I take my time. I just go to a corner after food, just do some breathing, five, 10 minutes, and come back again. So it's like a, a boxer for three minutes. He's fighting in the battle. He needs one minute break. And the coach, the good coach, gives you a few words in your ear to keep you going and get mm -hmm. that beautiful golden belt. You worked so hard for it. It's your golden keys to your soul, to your spirit. Mm -hmm. So basically you have this stamina to keep going in daily life and also maintaining a beautiful charisma and character so you can be loved and respected by others, even if they are Whatever they are, negative people, narcissists, uh, vampire, energy vampires, you maintain a beautiful boundaries 
this is one of the things I learned and I practice. And it's amazing. I, I feel the difference and people around me, they feel it. Um, unshakable, rooted balance. Would you suggest that raising your vibration eliminates illness, disease? Like you said, raising your vibration does clear up your skin. It makes you brighter, healthier. Would you say that it also takes away majority of diseases? It is okay. Let's talk about the ladder, Jacob ladder in esoteric knowledge, okay. which is 33 degrees in Masonic, which is 30, 30 bones in your spine. Mm -hmm. You cannot raise from 3D to 5 and 6D unless you go through the darkness of the lower 4D. Mm -hmm. In the lower 4D, there's a lot of entities and in energy and negative emotions that they don't want to allow you to go on the upper level. So basically, if you go to Google and you find the emotional chart, it starts with shame. Mm -hmm. So while you're trying to reach to this shame, it's eating your soul because you feel this energy. So it gives you a lot of disease, back pain, cancer, kidneys, uh, mental issues. To, to, to raise your frequency, you have to know the roots of the fear the roots of your disease, the roots that it's hidden, it's all in the soul and in the brain. We need the spirit to come to our vessel, to our heart, but the avatar and the soul has to be healed to receive this divine spirit. Mm. So basically, when you go through shame, then guilt, then pride, then anger, you reach to a stage of neutrality. Apathy also, before neutrality, there's apathy. You don't care anymore. People. Mm. But when you reach to neutrality, it's the heart space. No judgment, no nothing. It's just a beautiful, neutral, green space. That's when you start to have hope and you surrender to the divine plan to go to the upper world. And through this, you will see visions, negative emotions, uh, crushing bones, um, sleepless nights, bone ache. The physical will be so, so intense. This is exactly in alchemy when you the carbon becomes diamond. Pressure. It's all about pressure. It's a divine design. You mm. cannot change it. Comfort zone is the worst disease. You have to embrace pressure. You have to embrace the disease. You have to embrace the journey. If you are Focus and be disciplined with yoga and tools and prayer and divine, beautiful and charity. It's all about two energies and nothing else. Forgiveness, forgive yourself, forgive you every single person that hurt you. Put them in paper every morning, sunrise and sunsets for a few days until you totally forgive this karma. Then 
gratitude. Be thankful for your eyes, be thankful for your mouth that you are eating and drinking and be thankful for the disease that changed your life. I'm thankful that for 20 years, I had sciatic nerve in my body. That was the biggest shock. Before I go to Tibet, I prayed. I said, God, you're giving me all these signs from all these people to go to the mountain of Tibet. How can I go to Tibet with a back pain? How can I walk? It's impossible. This is crazy. You are the fear. You are the energy. You are the love. Give me guidance. What can I do? And one of the guys came and said, Ali, do you know there is a good doctor, chiropractor in Kuwait? He's African French. said, no way. I'm looking. I have problems with my back. He said, try this guy. I went. He's expensive. But I said, okay, let me try. I went to him with a stick, walking stick. And he said, okay, brother, I don't know what to do. You are a very bad, in, a, in a very bad shape. Can I just do some Chinese needle and let me find out if it's muscle or a nerve or a bone? What, what's going on? Fantastic. Imagine for 20 years with MRI and X-ray and all this modern new age technology, they told me that you're crippled and you need an operation. This man with few needles and as soon as I felt the pain, he laughed and he said, this is not a bone. This is not a nerve. I said, what is it? He smiled. He said, it's a muscle crump. It's something in your head makes you angry and makes you cripple. Wow. <laughs> I teach people healing and I don't know how to heal myself. This is crazy. This Jesus is crazy. <laughs> exactly. So he said, are you ready? I said, please, I have a journey to do. I am going to the mountains. What is it? He said, I'm going to give you so much pain. You will shout. You will cry. It's okay. Release it. I put a, a rubber in my mouth, in my teeth. And he started to go so deep with his elbow, deep into my spine. I couldn't breathe anymore from pain. But I didn't see anything. Okay, thank you, thank you. I went home. I prayed. While I'm bowing, I saw a vision. Wow. The answer came. I had an arrow from past life in the battlefield. And I didn't want to show my weakness to my soldiers. I had this pain up to this lifetime. So I was so grateful. <laughs> yeah, it's a movie. I was so grateful. <laughs> I was so grateful for 20 mm. years walking on the stick because it taught me patience mm. and it taught me to be loyal to myself and to my relationships with my girlfriend. And it taught me there is past life. You cannot deny it. <laughs> As a Muslim yeah. guy, it's not in my radar. And I had to accept that there is past life. And it's amazing how this works. And then I went to Tibet and I released this pain. So 
It's amazing how physical body gives you so much indication and mostly it's from the brain. You make yourself sick. You make yourself limited. It's your unwanted belief system from a childhood. That's the game. You have to transform all these negative experiences to a beautiful, positive line, but the answers is deep into your subconscious. Nobody will help you. Don't be a victim and don't be a hero. Focus on yourself, focus on your journey, and you shall find the truth, and truth shall set you free. So beautiful, thank you. I want to jump to as much as we're saying, like I want to say with the physical body here. Are you on a specific diet? Are you vegan? Are you vegetarian? Yeah. Or do you label? How do you go about this in okay. this world? Okay. Uh, I started in London. On, I was eating McDonald's and I saw. Uh, Two thousand two thousand and six, I think around two thousand no ninety six. I saw um, this people talking about McDonald's, and I saw the animals and cows, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna stop eating meat for a while. Let me try. Can I do it? It's just no religion, no nothing, just curiosity. Can I make it? In, in Islam, we have Ramadan, but mm-hmm. unfortunately, Arabs eat meat a lot. But in London, I started, I stopped eating meat and I feel great. And I was like, okay, that's, it works. I, I can eat chicken for a while and, and fish. Then after a few years, I was like, I don't need to eat fish. Uh, I don't need to eat chicken. Let me try just fish. So before all this vegan, vegan, it was like in the 90s, uh, still, we didn't have this kind of culture and media. And so then slowly, slowly, I started to mix with yogis and aware people and internet in 2000s, researching the food, Pepsi-Cola and all these big factories and what they do. And, the, the, the fluoride in the toothpaste affecting your pineal gland and the aluminum in your deuteron affecting you. Oh my God. I saw the, the deeper plan. And basically I became mostly vegetarian. I love my pizza. I love cheese and pitches and whatever. I cannot, I'm not going to say I cannot. No, I can but also our grandfathers used to eat, but there's a way, for example, I found out in Islamic alchemy, whenever you eat cheese, it affects your body because you have calcium and fluoride and this and magnesium. You have to eat whole nut to balance it out. I was like, wow. So after a pizza, I have a lot of whole nuts to balance. So basically it's your body and we cannot just change the whole thing. I mean, our ancestors, your grandfather used to eat and they used to be stronger and healthier and it's okay, eat, enjoy mm-hmm. life. But mm-hmm. it's all about balance. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically I didn't eat for meat for like, God knows how long, from 96. But now listen to this one. In India, we got hit by cyclone 
and no electricity, no water, uh, Corona, Corona, all these Indians freaking out. And um, I start to be more vegetarian, of course. Uh, India is a fantastic place for fresh organic vegetable. But I felt weak and I start craving for vitamin B and all these deficiencies. I went to Dubai two months ago and for the first time after all these years, they invited me to a beautiful meal with a lot of kebabs and grills. And, and for the first time after all these years, I had a very yummy meal. I'm not saying I will do it again and again, but mm-hmm. I didn't feel the difference. I enjoyed it. It's okay. It's good to, to have a balance. But now when you're talking to me, I'm still enjoy my vegetarian meals. But from time to time, maybe I have a small fish or a prawns or whatever. But I feel lighter for me as a healthier. I don't judge the vegans or the meat eaters or whoever. It's, it's life. But yes, I prefer being vegetarian and I respect the vegans mm-hmm. because there's a lot of creative chefs out there and you can have fantastic meals for example also um, wine or beer or whatever people talk about alcohol Mm -hmm. yes it's bad to have a lot of alcohol i i feel it in my visions in my meditation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but from time to time once a week or occasions yes it's uh, it's all Mm -hmm. good in islam it's haram that means it's forbidden but mm-hmm. I, I saw the people around me, if you know, if you're aware and balanced, you can have these little pleasures and desires, but it's better to be healthy and light. What's your favorite tool that has come from Amazing. spirituality and religion? Uh, what's your favorite tool that is derived from these realms? Example, um, yoga, meditation, you know, those, those tools. Okay. You have to choose one. <laughs> you can't choose uh, many. <laughs> okay. It's, no, it's a combination, actually, because mm. I'll tell you why. For example, we pray five times in Sufism or Islam. But when you see the postures, it's like doing yoga for five times a day. You bend mm. over, you bow, then you go up and you stretch in your back. So doing yoga five times a day, for 10 minutes, or stretching your back and, and connect. I call it salah means in Islam is a connection. So if I connect to the divine spirit five times, it's like me calling my wife or my girlfriend or my beloved ones five times a day. Why mm. should I call them once a day? I just want to connect with them more and more. Mm-hmm. So if I can, with the sunrise and the sunset and morning or evening, praying with Mary Magdalene or Jesus Christ or Buddha, if I can do it a few times a day, breaking the day, I found out the best tool is to close the eyes and do some prayer and mantra and come out of this 3D world and just connect with this divine spirit to ask for guidance and support. This is number one. This is a spiritual connection daily. The second one is fasting. 
or challenging the stomach, the, the brain in the stomach, because you have three brains. You have uh, basically uh, the, the, the brain. brain, they have yeah. the heart and the brain, the okay, mind. Yeah. Oh, the gut but is the word you're looking for, the gut. The gut, exactly. Yes. So fasting or controlling the, the people when they're hung, hungry, you will see some weird reactions and they cannot, they become moody and angry. And that means they have no control on, your, on their gut and they are weak and they just have to eat or they become very moody. That's mm. a big challenge. And Jesus and all these teachings used to talk about the gut. And fasting is a very important tool. And the third one is mantra or a prayer. When you have overthinking and your brain goes right and left and you are under stress and you cannot stop your brain anymore, it's good to pray with the mala or um, beads, just repeating divine names or being thankful or forgiveness. So these tools calm the brain and stretching the body and control the gut. It's very important to have discipline. It's like the driver, he needs oil, water, petrol, make sure the tires are fine. The car needs these tools to drive and the driver can have a smooth journey. Well, I have a lot of work to do. (laughs) (laughs) Because if if I know myself, the self-discipline is sporadic. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I like to allow my, my being to, to take its phases. And uh, as I mature, I'm sure that my version of discipline will, um, will come forth. <laughs> Very true. If I, oh. So if I, if I speak to myself, I will be like, I used to, I, I remember I met people, spiritual people in London when I was 28, 29. And I was like, what are you talking about? Enjoy life. Go out, dance, drink. I used to be a wild guy. You have no... It's impossible to tell you who we used to be. Because when I look back, wow. I remember all these beautiful advices and I never took it. But now, slowly, slowly in the journey, start to focus and discipline and here and there. Exactly. I, I'm not. I'm. I'm not perfect now. I'm telling you. I like to break my habits, but I can see the benefit of it. Yes, I totally agree. How do you navigate between worlds, like the material and the spiritual? Mm. I mean, you did say you use your tools to help you navigate, but what if you're just completely lost? How do you? How do you find? How do you find the Creator again? How do you find God? To, to find peace of mind, to not go crazy. Yes. This happened to me in India last year, actually. I lost everything. I did the yoga school, then the lockdown, then people start stealing my stuff. And I had issues with other, you know, whatever you want to call it, negative energy, black magic, uh, whatever. It was crazy, crazy dark phase in my life. And I just surrender and i knew that i'm stuck in this darkness but trust is the word 
I trust that there is a divine plan and he will never, ever give up on me. It's like a little boy. He knows his mom will bring the milk. He will cry and he knows the milk will come to his lips. Mm. It's just, it's just um, calling in darkness and praying and shouting. And I know it's a matter of time. Trust in the process. Trust in the divine plan. Trust in myself to be strong enough to go through this phase without losing i lost my brain i mean for a while you just collapse and you just need to surrender it's like position you cannot control yourself anymore but you have a trust and humble you have to be humble and and ask for guidance uh, it's just a matter of time trust is the right word belief and trust so this leads me to the next question hmm. fate fate or free will or both and then we can we can extend this into having personal achievements is personal achievements fate or free will can you elaborate on this that's a very very deep many people (laughs) um, couldn't couldn't answer this question and it's not answerable unless you experience it okay we believe in faith and destiny in Islam and every religion. Islam is one of the part which you have Christianity, Judaism, Islam. It's Abrahamic. That in Tibet, when I went to Kailash, they said, okay, you are Abrahamic. So uh, wherever you are, Jewish or Christian or Muslim, you are Abrahamic. Okay. So those three holy books believe in faith and destiny. Fantastic. But mm-hmm. when you go through the philosophy of Islam or Kabbalah or Christianity, now we have deeper levels, which is there is faith that is written and you cannot change. It's over. It's a divine plan. This is the planet, whatever you want to call it, humans with demons, with Satan. It's a divine plan. You cannot change it. That's it. You are part of it. And there is destiny, where is fate? Sorry, fate is two also. So we said that you cannot change it. And there's the other one you can change. Mm. How? For example, it's a fate for you to have. God forbid, for example, to have a cancer or a car accident. But sometimes you do charity or you do mantra or you go to India and you go to these beautiful places and suddenly you wake up, you go to the doctor and they tell you, voila, congratulations, you don't have cancer anymore. Mm. What happened? Your free will and choices not to be depressed and going to a retreat and pamper and look after yourself and not taking chemicals or um, um, chemotherapy and, and become vegetarian and go to, to the roots and the planet and the shamanic, you change and you transform your fate from a sick person to be healed. This fate can be changed, can be transformed. Mm-hmm. So you have the free will to be depressed and just accept it and limited and you still sleep in the hospital with, with tears and you 
you count the days to die or no, I'm going to live a life. I'll be vegetarian. I'll fix my life. I will do a lot of energy and I'm going to heal these dead cells, which is cancer, to put more light and voila, suddenly you are healed. Amazing. So you change fate by free will. Mm. But there's another fate which you cannot change, which is we talk about Christ and Antichrist and the history. And there's things that you cannot um, get involved in it. So this is what we believe and it's true. I can see that happening from prophecies. Destiny, it's the divine plan for this planet, Gaia, that it, she will go to 5D and the judgment day. It's just scary when they hear Judgment Day, but it's not the way they see it in the Vatican. No, it's a Judgment Day. If you're a good person, you have a beautiful, good energy and you manifest a beautiful, positive timeline. If you're negative, you're going to be a miserable person with all this negativity and divorce and shame and guilt and you're suffering. Heaven and hell is here. Either you have a positive timeline or you have a negative timeline. Some people, mm. for example, in the airplane, if the airplane is crashing and the pilot is telling you, guys, put the seatbelt, we're going to go down. You see people crying. Oh, my God, drama, my kids, fear, will eat their brain. And you see some other people just surrender. I'll die with a smile. I cannot change anything. He has inner peace. He has certainty. He is ready to die. He embraced death. He has nothing to fear. So during these crazy moments, your reaction shows the state of mind and state of belief. It's not just belief. It's knowingness. This is my school in Sufism, the deepest school in esoteric. It's not about believing God. Is knowing yourself because God is within you and the mm -hmm. spirit, if you know, know the self. So the school of knowingness is about certainty. And certainty has three levels. There is knowledge of certainty. There is truth of certainty. And there is the eye of certainty. I can elaborate with each one of them if you have time. For example, yeah, tell me. No, elaborate for sure. Okay. Certainty. But before you do, because I'm dwelling on something, and me, before me, we go deeper me. into this, we're going to go back yes. to the other fate, the fate which you can change with your free will. I have this yes. intuition that if you choose with your free will to heal the cancer, that that also is written, that you you were you are to choose with your free will to heal it, that that too is written, the decisions. No. Okay, yes, no. you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, but not written, it will be rewritable, it's a matrix. Mm. It will changing the program, you decided to change the program, so you are getting an upgrade, it's like putting a new upgrade version on your iphone or samsung you decide you have to click to the upgrade button to upgrade the system it's the same mobile but it's a latest version of yourself 
Mm. You rewrite your fate. Exactly. This is the right word. And or all possible outcomes already exist. So yes. the, the book is already written with all possible outcomes. Um, and then it's just up to you which on this plane of existence in earth because this is what i know of earth um that you choose uh but i don't think you're understanding um the choice it's like the creator knows your choice already do you know what i'm saying i don't know how else to how to express it you 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 are absolutely right but you don't know that you have choices because you're stuck in the brain with limitation you have cancer Mm -hmm. that's it People mm-hmm. don't know that they have a choice. They go to chemo. No, change your lifestyle. Change your Aha. habits. Stop I get it. I get what you're saying. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's hard because People. I'm not in that mi- the mindset. So I, I need to go back into that mindset in order to understand what you're saying. Yeah. The choice, we don't know that we have choice. I had believed that I have back pain. And the doctors in London, they told me they'll have MRI and pure bone. It's a DNA and you will be crippled for the rest of your life and you need operation and put a metal in your spine. <laughs> That's it. I don't have a choice. <laughs> but one small needle from the chiropractor and he gave me hope that, oh, there's another choice. What is mm. it? Go dig deeper in your brain and you don't need this muscle crump and you will walk straight. Wow. I limited myself. <laughs> now I start to have a choice. I change my fate. Fantastic. That's the right. Example. Okay. Maybe I have another way of seeping this in there. So we have two subjects here. They both have the same issue. Only one of them chooses a different timeline. It's because that person felt something within them. Now, that's something within them that told them, no, I'm not going to get this surgery and put this steel in my spine. I'm going to go and get other recommendations. What is that feeling and why did that only that one person get it? Is that based off of their life's experience so far that has created that courage to believe in themselves and want to live and want to live a different life? How would you describe that feeling within them? That's karma. Mm, okay. when you do good things the right people come to your journey and they give you the signs and clues and you upgrade your lifestyle mm. if you have bad karma you'll be stuck and you are surrendered by negative people who will crush you and they will never give you a solution mm. that's karma you, if you do good you have beautiful things and do bad you'll go miserable and stuck with your negative things Okay, so now, as if you want to, you can describe the three, the three versions of knowing. There's three versions of knowing and there's three versions of love and there's three versions of lots of things. So it's the Holy Trinity. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about certainty. When they asked Muhammad, they said, is it true Jesus Christ walked on water? He said, yes. It's true, my brother Jesus walked on water, and if he had more certainty, he can walk on air. Wow, Mm. this is crazy. And he said, you guys can do the same. What? Are you serious? 
He's telling you that you have this super abilities and you can achieve it. And you need to be, have this deep, deep, deep certainty that this is a matrix and you can conquer your brain and you can conquer gravity. Mm. Wow. So I started to dig deeper and deeper for many years in deep old books until I found these kind of interesting, beautiful esoteric teachings. Basically, knowledge of certainty is when you see an example, when you see a bubble in the river, you have knowledge that, okay, there is a fish down there. It's a knowledge. It's a common knowledge. That's it. Uh, logic, common sense. But if you dive into the river and you see, oh, now I know what kind of fish, more details, you see, you experience the truth of certainty. It's not just a knowledge of certainty, it's the truth of certainty is true. It's a fish. And this type of fish or, 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 or a diver or whatever, because you are in that field, you're diving. You're not just observing, you are in it. The third one is the divine, fantastic, shamanic gurus and all these saints we know that they become the fish. They are the ones who have the bubbles within them and they are connected with that fish. It's the eye of certainty. You become it. You don't know it. You don't just you are it. That is fantastic. When you have this divine revelation through you, it's indescribable. You cannot share it with others. That's why saints in, in Greece or Lebanon, they go to the mountains and they stay in a cave and they go in deep in these realms. It's an eye of certainty. Mm. And then you have the love. You have uh, gharam, which is love without attachments. I love you. I like you. You're my girlfriend. You're my wife. You're my mother. You're my father. Whatever. But I'm not attached. It's okay. I let you go. Life goes on. I understand. No problem. That's gharam which you like someone a lot. It's, it's a beautiful love, but, you know, the surface. There is hiyam. No, I cannot eat. I cannot drink. I cannot sleep. I want you. I, I'm, I'm craving for you. I, this is hiyam. It's love with attachments. And it hurts. And it's painful. And then ikbar. The, the, the grand love. Human cannot take it. This is divine between a monk and the divine creator. He, he sacrificed his wife and his family and his, his fasting and his, the joy of being in a cave for months and years just to see and feel the divine creator within his soul. That's something we cannot reach unless he invites you and he puts his light and love in your heart. You become a monk or a nun. You don't choose it. It's not a profession. It's a grand love. It's a total sacrifice. You have this gods, Poseidon and Zeus and all these divine men and women 
with superpowers because they got a gifted from the divine. Some people mm -hmm. use it and some others abuse it. Mm -hmm. So there's levels, three levels of certainty. There's three levels of love. And this is the holy trinity of our existence. It's the matrix. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, just because you said the word matrix, I'm going to skip ahead, but I'm going to go back. Um, is what we know now simulated knowledge just mm. for the matrix or do you think it spans out into the universe so that is mm. unknown to us okay, I'll try. <laughs> okay. very smart very smart very cool okay first of all let's go to the old matrix the matrix is a new word the old matrix is around 13,000 years ago in the Sanskrit. And this is one of the oldest teaching. And then Qigong, calculating astrology and your blood type and your mother and father and astrology and numerology and your date of birth. And when did you born in the matrix? When did you get clocked? into the matrix that's your they call it the divine clock your clock started from the day you got detached from your mother date of birth so this matrix this program it's all about rewritten it's already programmed it's the qigong it's the human design and the gene key of who you are the avatar you are a driver and you have this car go drive you are a human and the soul has a body and born and okay and live your life good bad whatever it is whatever it's written or reincarnation or whatever you want to call it this is you are part of this plan and it's the matrix we call it now but as long as you are in the system of sun and moon in alchemy, that means you are part of this big clock. And there is sun and the solar and the universe, the tangible, you see it as a planet. Others, they used to see the animal spirits in these planets. And these planets have aliens or other creation. They're not just hello. I mean, we might see them as human or aliens or spiritual entities. They don't have a physical body, but they are alive and they can see us. So this matrix, this design is beyond this planet. It's in this galaxy. Let's talk about the bigger mama, the mm -hmm. galactic sun. Not this sun, this sun is this mm. the young, young, young the, the galactic the center. Yes. Now, this is the soul. This is our galactic address. Mm. I have uh, an area. You're in Greece. I'm in Kuwait. I have block eight and I live in this street and this apartment. And this is my address in Kuwait. Mm -hmm. And I have address for my soul. I belong to Sirius or Palladians or my soul comes from a galactic address from another realm. And some people in hypnosis they start to communicate with me 
with other doctors uh, that they come from other, other planets and they are here to graduate to the 5D and they have nothing to do with this planet and they've never been here and they don't have karma, zero. They are mm. brand new souls and they are here to graduate. So, and there is other souls which they are fallen angels. They are so old, so corrupted, so um, some of them good and they will graduate from darkness to light. Congratulations. And some of them rusty and old and <laughs> this, doing black magic and all this manipulation and they will stuck in this fallen angels and they keep falling. So mm. it's fantastic, big nursery. You have advanced souls and you have brand new souls all mixed up in this 8 billion people living on this planet. And I had the privilege to meet people from both sides, especially in Arambul. I met brand new souls. They have no idea why they're here. And I had also very old souls. Some of them, they're not human. And mm -hmm. they had to reveal themselves to me. And some of them animals, some of them fish or a bird or just uh, an old fallen angel with lots of tricks and black magic and manipulation. <laughs> wow. So basically what I'm understanding is, is the map, the map of knowledge and everything, how to be a human, how to be, how to be a conscious, a conscious being map is is what it is in our galaxy but it may be different in another galaxy is what you're saying yeah Ooh, okay i love that <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 this galaxy has millions of entities millions for sure and millions, and millions. but, but you know we have the the whole the concept of 3d to 12d now would you say that mm -hmm. this the this knowledge does this apply in other galaxies or is this just our galaxy I okay. This I'll talk what I know. I'm not sure about other galaxies. I know about this galaxy. Okay. It's it's a galaxy, an experiment with parallel universe. So we have lots of Earths, lots of Saturns, lots of moons, lots of suns. It's in parallel. It's mm -hmm. like an upgrade. It's like a channel. You can see CNN and you can see BBC. You can see Arnold Schwarzenegger in this channel and you see him in another channel as another movie like uh, or Sylvester Stallone, you can, Rambo or Rocky. He's the same actor, but in one channel he's playing Rambo, he's a warrior, and another channel he's playing Rocky, he's a boxer. Mm. So you, sweetheart, here, you're talking to me right now. If I take you to a time travel machine and I use, I show you in another timeline right now with kids around you or you're too young or you're too old or another parallel universe, you are a man or a spirit or a dragon. Mm -hmm. Another timeline, you are, um, that's it. It's, it's never ending experiments. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. In a very, very deep trance, it's a chance that you can exchange energies with 
yourself. Mm. Either you go up higher and you meet your wiser woman, or you go lower and you meet your dark witch side. So it's amazing how this universe. So basically, this universe works like a radio. Mm-hmm. It's uh, all about sound and vibration. That's what I know about this universe. Mm-hmm. Other universes, unfortunately, I don't know how it works. Some of them may be colors. Other universes may be to do with other experiments. But this universe is all about sound. That's why it's very, very essential to be aware of your words. Mm-hmm. And um, it's uh, very important to spray loudly and do mantra with vibration. For example, when we say in the name of God, most grateful, most merciful in Arabic, and it's like a mantra if you go to Egypt or uh, India. It's all about using the word. Um, this is, for example, you're vibrating the cells in your body. You're asking the universe and your soul and your timeline that I am ready to go to another level of trance. For example, we say in Arabic, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, which is in the name of the creator, the most merciful, the most gracious. So, mm. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. So I found out that the M, um, they say this is the frequency of the sun. Mm-hmm. So all these religions speak the same thing. It's about mantra, and the hum is one of these words which the letter M. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of even the churches you go and they say hum. Oh, it's all about that. Exactly. I do it alone in the room, and I put the vibration. And Imam Ali, again, used to say, don't let your house be a graveyard. Always pray loudly and make it flowery. Now we're talking about flower of life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is called, in the beautiful word, it's called cymatic energy. C-Y-M, cymatic, A-T-I-C, cymatic. You basically, I'm talking now, speaking to you in English, the words goes into your ear as vibration, shape of flowers. It vibrates in your ear and your brain interpret it. So imagine you do it in your water, like praying in water, the water crystallizes, becomes like a beautiful star, like a snowflake. Mm-hmm. But imagine all the water in your body when you pray. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically the electromagnetic field, you reach to a level that you can levitate and walk on water with these mantras. It's magical. Power of the word. The issue is, again, that we all speak English and English is a practical knowledge, a practical language it's not spiritual language. So mm. we have to have the mother tongue in prayers, not in English. That's the trick. Mm. So much knowledge here. <laughs> also symbols, right? Mudra is super important. Mm. Mudras is your nervous system. 
when you put fingers next to each other, you are asking your body and you're asking the divine entities around you that now I want to connect with water element or fire, or I want to heal, or I'm thankful, or I'm angry, or I'm ready for war. So mudras are very important. That's why they call them the airbenders in Tibet. They can pray for uh, the, the, the clouds to rain or they pray for the winds to bring some beautiful breeze to, to the ship without, you know, the old ship they used to go with winds. So basically there is prayers to communicate with all these beautiful divine elements around us. Wow. <laughs> I was just thinking, because yeah. you hide uh, so well, not hide, I mean, I guess you wear the mask, right? Do you though? Are you aware that you are wearing the mask of Maya or are you just so humble that like, and then all of a sudden you talk and then you channel and you have all and you possess all of this knowledge. Actually, I have a question. How do you mm -hmm. know if someone is aware of all of this when you first meet them? Can you describe that person? The eyes are the window to your soul. Mm -hmm. And the question is the key of the state of mind. If I look at you, I cannot look at you now, you're miles away from me. But when you ask the questions, I close my eyes and I understand where you come from because your question take me to that box or for example, there's alchemy box, there is a psychology box, there is which box we're going to open today and what kind of knowledge. There is no box at all, but it's just a root. Like, mm -hmm. a, a, let's say, the right word is a root, which it's a big tree. It's called tree of knowledge. Which roots you want to go to? Which branch you want to talk to? It's one big, beautiful tree. So basically, when you ask me a good question, you allow me to tap into my roots to give you the fruits. <laughs> and and um, basically, that means you did your research, you're a truth seeker, you're a beautiful young goddess. That's why I met you in Aram, wherever I met you, you know. That, uh, in Arambol? Arambol. <laughs> oh, in imagination hostels. <laughs> you were sitting yeah. on the stairs, I remember. I was, yeah. I mean, I was like, I, I met a lot of beautiful goddesses uh, here also and there, but how do we meet and why do we talk and why are you talking to me after all these years and why keep connecting and fantastic. It's unbelievable. You do the initiation. Hi, Ali, let's do a radio talk. Okay. But imagine how many uh, beautiful questions I received from all these beautiful girls and boys I've met and all these gods and goddesses and the privilege. So basically the question, when I see you, I see at, I look at your eyes, I look at your face. Mm. And are you alive? Are you aware? There is a connection. Is it just physical? Is it emotional? Can I tap into your energy field? Are you allowing me? All of these questions can be answered by one look at your eyes with a beautiful, calm smile. And I can see the access. I'm allowed to connect. 
there is a divine timing. It's not just um, um, a coincidence. It's 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 pre-planned, predestination. This is when there is a, a click. People think it's oh, it's chemistry and it's love. Yeah, it can be, but it can be a divine love or unconditional love or a respectable, beautiful, spiritual love. It's all about love. Mm. But when you ask, now we talk about knowledge and wisdom. It's not about love. It's about deeper soul bond. We are meant to meet. We are meant to talk. We are meant to share. It's much bigger. When it comes to questions, I have to be careful because knowledge is not uh, for sale. Knowledge is something to share mm -hmm. and knowledge can be guiding people or misguiding them. I can give you a right direction to drive and walk or I can misguide you and give you the other way and manipulate. So it's karma. If I manipulate the answer, I will pay the price for my manipulation. Mm -hmm. If I give you the right answer, it's fantastic. All these beautiful listeners will benefit. Some people will have doubt in my talks. Please go do, you, do the research before you judge me. And some people will believe because they experience and they just have a smile and wow, there's a connection. Mm -hmm. And some others, they just listen and they, they enjoy it. And it's just a nice, like a radio show. And so it depends on the listener. Some mm -hmm. people feel the connection and they go and connect with me and I'll do what's going on and give me what's up and Instagram. So the voice and the words you use and the way you ask the questions is very, very important. Let me give you, tell you a few words in English why it's very tricky to speak English and why we do this kind of broadcasts, but unfortunately it's in English. I hope that we have another language, but it's good and bad. Good that the whole world is communicating now. I love it. Mm -hmm. English is the foundation of this beautiful globalization, whatever you want to call it. But the tricks are, you can research, my words, I'm going to say a few things now and you can research. The best, because you spoke about symbology and um, I'm going to tell you who's the right person to research for. Jordan Maxwell. Mm. Jordan Maxwell, I did 22 years of my life researching. Jordan Maxwell did 45 to 50 years and he found out the first word is English spelling, which is spell. You are putting a dark negative spell. Wow. The first thing we learn in, 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 in the school, spell the words, spelling. Mm -hmm. It's like Harry Potter when I put spell on you and I curse you. So the word spell, <laughs> it's a magical word. Mm -hmm. This is crazy. And another word understanding not stand not what you see it's under the stand it's like the mm -hmm. basement of the building something they're hidden you cannot see mm -hmm. not everyone understand what's going on because they don't go understand they just see the stand mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Like Corona and virus. Oh, virus, Corona. No, you have to go deeper. It's under. The, the, the real meaning is totally different. The big, biggest word I learned from Jordan Maxwell is the word that every single human are killing each other for it. The word bank. Mm-hmm. Your money goes to the bank. And all these problems with money is because of the banking system. You know where this word come from? I was so shocked when I knew this fantastic man. <laughs> it's, from the, it's from the river. The river Everything, bank. River bank, East bank, West bank, and the money is energy. It's a flow. Mm-hmm. The energy flow, the currency flow. And when you don't have money, it's called liquidation. It's a liquid. My God, mm. fantastic. They used the marine law. They took the universal divine law, which is Christianity, Islam, whatever. It's a divine law. Mm-hmm. And they give us marine law, everything to do with water. Wow. I didn't know that. It's and Nobody knows that unless they study Jordan Maxwell. Well, I understand the power. the power of words and the depth of words, but I didn't know this specific. We are using economy <laughs> visa card mastercard visa card all this money all this crazy loans all is illusion it's just paper and they're using money currency flow and you have high tides in the stock market and you have low tide in the it's all about water mm. it's unbelievable and your money goes to the bank and when you don't have money your liquidation Good morning. This man is a genius. He did a lot of work in esoteric and cults. This man is, wow, fantastic man. I love him. <laughs> I'm, I'm still YouTube, trying to get YouTube. my feet on the ground, you know, so I got to ground um, before I go even deeper. So I have hmm. one last question and try and answer to your best ability. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll try. What? What's the meaning of life? Fantastic word. Fantastic question. Life as one of the biggest beautiful women, which is Dolores Cannon, the mm-hmm. biggest, you know, hypnotherapist oh, ever. Oh, yes, I know Dolores. I'm a second waiver. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and she said it's about becoming master of alchemy. Mm-hmm. How to manipulate energy from negative to positive. How to manifest a life and attraction to basically have a fantastic smooth journey and dealing with all this karma, all these energies around you, and you become the alchemist, the divine alchemist. You can walk on water. Believe, certainty, uh, trust, surrender, all this Buddhist Muslim, Christianity, all these teachings is about you, master, know the self, know the self. And life is the biggest game. You want to call it, it's like uh, PlayStation. And I want to have this fantastic superhero. And I want to do my own game and I want to win it. And this life is about experiencing it and mastering it and by knowing yourself and everything 
every single thing around you is a projection of you. Anything good out there because it's you, anything bad out there because it's you. You are the creator of the bubble and whatever they do to manipulate you with disease and anger and fear, it's you limiting and allowing others to manipulate you. It's you against you. It's amazing trick, the biggest trick ever. And there's no competition. It's you against your ego. Mm -hmm. When you conquer your ego, you walk on water, you walk on air, you understand the system, you understand. It's not the stand anymore. You're under, you go deep under to stand and stand alone and strong. And you can manifest anything you desire. It's, you can become a wizard and you manifest a fantastic life. I love it. Yes. Thank you. Wow, that's amazing. I hope this triggered everyone in good ways, bad ways, just to get your mental fluids going and testing the reality of our being. And by the way, guys, all of my guests come into this conversation not aware of what I'll ask them and how it will go. So I'm really proud of you, Ale. You have really inspired me tonight, actually on a whole other level. Um, it was very informative. I'm going to have to listen back to it on my own, obviously. It's motivated me a lot. You're like a really great inspiration with like having, possessing all this knowledge and being here and actually living it. You're the living proof. And I honor you for that. I honor and you I for this beautiful opportunity and what you do to others. And your questions are so amazing. I love it. You did your research and you're a beautiful divine woman. And I can see a beautiful, beautiful, bright future. And all these amazing people that are listening and spending some time and investing in their soul. I'm sure there's a beautiful journey ahead. Just keep it up. Do the healing. Love yourself. Forgive. Be grateful. And the truth shall set you free. Everything is in your journey. And the planet, the whole universe is under your service. You have to know what the choices and the path you have to choose. No regrets, no mistakes. Every single thing is a lesson. I had so many downs. I cried, I suffered. To reach to this level, to speak like this, it comes from deep alchemy, under pressure, from carbon to diamond. Now it's time to polish the diamond and make a masterpiece of it and wear it in, as a ring or on your chest and be proud of yourself. That's the trick. Be proud of yourself. Keep going. <laughs> Don't give up. And you can check my Instagram, Ali Pathwalker, and I'm willing to answer anything you want. And I hope I can be at your service anytime. Thanks for listening. And do please share with friends you think would resonate with this information. Stay blessed and be a vessel for God to create through you.